Well, let's just start the show then. All right. Well, welcome back to the square. I am your host, Curtis. With me is your other co-host, Curtis. All right. So, I mean, before we get into sports, just how you're doing today? How's everything going? Oh, we're having a good time. You yeah. know, we about to get into this segment, um, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. But um, we uh, weather's gonna... turning just nice up here in Minnesota, yeah. so yeah. we're in a good mood today. Nice small talk. Too. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, to start off uh, this episode, what we're going to be talking about today is just a continuation of last week. We discussed the offensive free agency uh, as that is about to open up in the coming weeks. But just before we get into the defensive side of things, I want to take care of some housekeeping stuff. I don't know if I even mentioned this to you. Um, We are now also on YouTube. Um, so you can definitely find the show there if it's easier for you to reach that. Um, it, there's no video of the podcast, it's just another audio, uh, form of it, but you can, uh, go, uh, go ahead and listen there as well. Um, yes, just branching out, doing everything that we can. <laughs> um, outside of that though, um, yeah, so we are going to be diving into the defensive side of things this week. Um, and Big deal has uh, gone, or I guess agreement, uh, if you will, as things are not official just yet, uh, with J.J. Watt and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, right now, the tentative deal that has been reported is a two-year, $31 million deal with $23 million guaranteed. Um, to me, a shock. Uh, I wasn't really, <laughs> I was very surprised. I was really hoping that he would team up and go to Pittsburgh. Uh, but I know that money situation uh, wasn't the best. I definitely didn't want him in Green Bay, but I definitely saw that that was a possibility going back home to try to go win a championship. Uh, he's talking about winning. Um, I don't think this puts Arizona in the uh, in the position to go get a Super Bowl. But uh, at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a team that is now they were sitting just outside of the playoffs last year, uh, getting knocked out by Chicago. Um, and now I think that they're definitely going to be in the running to be in the, that, that wild card spot for sure, possibly, uh, competing for the division, uh, as they already were with the, with the Rams in Seattle last year. So it's just a tough division. So I, I was shocked by the deal. JJ Watt going there. It wasn't any, that was definitely not a team that I expected to try to go after, uh, as hard for a price range of a defensive lineman like JJ Watt. So what were your thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> well, it, when he, when it first broke, I didn't think much. I was just like, Oh, interesting. You know, Arizona, wait, wait a minute, where Arizona <laughs> come from? So it was a little shocking. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like, where did, where did Arizona, Arizona came out of nowhere. However, you know, from listening and listening to the stories and doing more research, they were. It's it speculated. It was been speculated that Arizona was always a team that was in the running. It was just something that they people in Watts camp was not sharing for whatever yeah. reason. Which again leaves me utterly confused. Yeah. Based on <laughs> the premise of why he said he was leaving or why when he was leaving, where where he was he was going to looking to win. Yeah. Um, I'll let you take it. Cause <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna need a minute. It's just confusing. I, I, not that you'd want to go to Arizona. It's a young, up-and-coming team. I think that they've got a lot of young talent. Obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, you got DeAndre Hopkins. You have Kyler Murray. Um, hopefully, they're going to be trying to get back their, their running back, Kenyon Drake, um, uh, trying to re-sign him. Uh, but across the board, it, it just... 
it doesn't seem like a team that was just J.J. Watt away. Uh, Green Bay, a defensive line, trying to bolster, stop the run a little bit more so that that's not what you're getting cashed with in the playoffs. That seems like you're a J.J. Watt away. Uh, Going to Tampa Bay, kind of filling in for the Nadamican Sioux role or whoever else might be leaving that team this year. That seemed like a a, a good fit. Just a team that is just a couple of pieces away, maybe just one piece away on the defensive side of the ball to get you over that hump, to get to the Super Bowl, to go win a Super Bowl. Um, And I just don't think Arizona is there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done with that team. Offensive line, uh, taking care of the the defensive back situation, uh, getting uh, maybe a couple more linebackers. Like There's just a lot of other holes that they have, and a defensive lineman just doesn't solve all of that for you. Um, Not to say J.J. Watt isn't talented. Not to say J.J. Watt isn't going to help this team uh, kind of further their their winning pedigree. Um, It just doesn't seem like they're – with this specific deal, I don't see them getting over the hump to go win a Super Bowl now. It, it didn't change anything uh, in, in that regard for, for me anyway. Um, and it just seemed like this came out of nowhere. Like you said, it was kind of kept under wraps. And that, that was one of the big things is just that J.J. Uh, Watt was the one who reported it. It wasn't <laughs> – he puts out that uh, Instagram post, him on the squat rack with the Arizona Cardinals teacher short, shirt on, and he captions it, source me. Like that was – great i loved it but uh it it just it would have been funny it would have been greater and it would have been a little bit more impactful to the league i think it would have shaken up the league a lot more if that source me uh post comes out and he's wearing a green bay uh shirt or or a pittsburgh shirt um not 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 the arizona Cardinals. it just like not to say that they're not a good team they're just in a really tough division and i just don't think this puts them over the hump exactly and it just it, it it begs more questions. What was this deal really about? Well, to make <laughs> sense of it, I'm going to just speculate that this was just one or the first of many pieces or moves that Arizona is about to make. For sure. And that's the only thing that makes sense based upon what we've seen so far. And it's early. He, he's the first committed signing in um in free agency as right, a whole. Yeah. Right now we've just been getting, you know, the 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 um <clears throat> the night the the dark horse and out of nowhere from out of left field trades that's been coming across the yeah. uh, board. So, um, and it's been kind of quiet since the, um, the uh, Carson Wentz trade. Yep. So, and now we got the JJ Watt signing <clears throat> with that. We, <laughs> we have to question. Okay. I have to question what his um, intent really was. Cause I don't think it was about winning it really. Um, maybe it was about being semi-competitive, um, play puts himself in a city in a state with great weather, or at least warm, we- very warm weather. Um, we were in Houston, <laughs> um, which is in Houston, <laughs> not quite the same as the desert, you know. I True. Mean, um, however, you know, I mean, but it's still in that south southwestern you know climate. I mean, you're just trading out hurricanes for dust bowls, like <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweeds. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's the only like it just. I feel, and that's the thing. It just feels like this is going to be another Houston situation for him if Arizona, as an organization, doesn't do what they need to do. And this is not. I'm not saying that Arizona is the same situation as, as Houston. Houston is a dumpster fire right now. It's just right now it. As it stands today with this signing, if they do nothing else this offseason, J.J. Watt is literally in the exact same position. I don't know why he himself would put him in that situation. I know it's only a two-year deal, and we don't know the specifics of the contract. 
partially because it literally can't be finalized until March 17th. Um, but at the end of the day, it, the, if nothing else happens, if they don't get anything done, if nobody else wants to come to Arizona, not saying that anybody doesn't, but if that is the case, J.J. Watt is literally in Houston 2.0. <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> however, they do have Deshaun Hopkins. Yeah, and Houston didn't have him last year. We've seen what happened with that. Um, but I, I, you know, I won't speculate that he's following him or anything to that nature. But what I'm seeing again, I think he was trying to get the best possible deal all the way around for himself. And with that, that is, you know, uh, like I said, a semi-competitive team. Yeah, um, a great climate, great city, up and coming. Um. um Young roster area. Oh yeah. Um, uh, everything you know, you know, a lot of people are moving there. You know, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of business. A lot of things are being built over there in that area. So Arizona is like this. <laughs> Phoenix, that whole area is just is just on the rise. However, I know I'm not talking about football. This is what it's coming down to. That you know, because it, it, you know, he gave us the premise as fans. I'm going to speak to his fans. He gave us this premise that he wanted to win. And then he goes, like I said, and he goes to Arizona. Obviously, there has been other teams and front-running teams mm -hmm. that were ready to go, and they were just a one player away, a piece here. And it was, it, was, it was a slam dunk. We can go down the list. You got Green Bay. You had Tampa Bay, like you said. Pittsburgh. Kansas City, who would have had to either <laughs> – Man, they got they got eighteen million over the cap, but <laughs> they they have some work to do. However, I think they would have made it work. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, they they losing two key defensive players. Yeah. Off their line. Um, I, there was speculations of Buffalo. They were talking about Cleveland. What happened to Tennessee? And I mean, uh, we can just throw out a, Chicago's defense. I mean, I mean, I have a I have a full go. list of of the teams that are in need of defensive linemen. You've got, I mean, and this isn't just saying that the teams that are one piece away, but Arizona is on that list. They do need to bolster the defensive line. They really only have Chandler Jones. But you've got other teams like Minnesota, who's in the playoffs every other year. You've got teams like, uh, I mean, if you want to, to go build your, your name more and you want to get into a bigger market, the Jets obviously need, and they can throw even more money at you if they, if, if they wanted to. Cleveland. Baltimore, Seattle, Tennessee, Indianapolis, the 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 Raiders out in Las Vegas. If you wanted to go to a desert, go there. Uh, and they, I feel like Vegas, even though they do have Kansas City in their uh, in their division, it's not as tough as a division as the uh, AFC or as in uh, the NFC West, where you've got literally four legitimate playoff teams that. At any given moment, you could you could honestly now with the new uh, playoff structure, you could see all three of these teams, uh, all four of these teams in this division in the playoffs, and your guys are going to be knocking each other off. You're going to get getting beaten around all year long because you're playing against the toughest division in football right now. Um, and I mean, just like I said, Minnesota, the Giants, if you wanted to go there, Dallas, even they obviously need help on on in, on defense as a whole. They were absolutely <clears throat> atrocious over there, and that's another big market. You could stay in Texas, still no uh, state income tax or anything like that. So it just <laughs> there's so many other teams that you could have gone to that give you the same if and or even better. New England. I mean, there's just so many other situations that you could go to 
that give you a better uh, outlook, maybe even more money or maybe uh, a, a better chance at a Super Bowl. But it just feels like you're at you. It feels like this is Houston from two years ago when when they uh, went up and had that fantastic game against Buffalo uh, where. Deshaun Watson spins out and, and, and throws that touchdown pass uh, to, to uh, the running back there. I don't remember who it was. Might have been Duke Johnson, uh, <laughs> if if that was it. But uh, could have been Carlos. Hyde. Could have been Carlos. It, it doesn't matter. It, you you. It feels like it's that team all over again. Just the, the same. You're gonna. You possibly can win a playoff game. You're not gonna really make it past the divisional round for sure, though. That's how it feels to me. Um. Well, that's you know when we look at it from the football side of, of, of the um, coin. Yeah. Now you already touched on it. Now I'm going to go into it. Let's look at let's. I got to look at this from the money. Um, and let's just start with his contract: two years, thirty-one million dollars. Twenty-three million guaranteed. Twenty-three million. I'll get to that in a second. So just on before the two, the guarantees. Let's say he just max out the contract. He got it up to sixteen and a half million per per season. Which would be okay. That's it's quite well considering he was asking for somewhere between fourteen and fifteen when it first came and he was hitting the market and that was what his price was going to be. Yeah. Speculator, you know, with the, with the speculations that are going on and how negotiations would go, we figured he'd probably eke out maybe ten to twelve somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, maybe in a maybe somebody will go out on a limb and pay actually pay him that type of money if they're desperate enough. One of the teams that's not usually a contender. As you can see, yeah. With that being said, he got like you said twenty three million guaranteed. So let's just take the guaranteed money. He gets eleven and a half. Yep. He did exactly what he was looking for, minus the winning. That's where he lost. I think he lost the fan base. Where you know he really was under the premise that it was about winning money second when money, yeah. money. And I'm fine. I don't have a problem with what he got paid. This and that. Yeah, go get your money. <laughs> he got. But this is the cost of what, what of of taking the higher the higher um. The, the higher salary or the better deal. And what it really boils down to, I just think he just took the highest bidder, you know, and why, why are we hearing his name first, considering that they can't sign right now? That's probably why we probably, he's probably figured he was going to max out and get as much, this is as much as he was going to get. Yeah. Like I was saying, he, he, you know, he's on a semi competitive team, you know, not, not a doormat of the league. You know, and maybe he's the first of many pieces or many moves that they're going to do. Of course, we got the draft coming up and yeah. we got many camps and unfortunately no combine, but, you know, but things of that nature. So, I mean, that's just one of, um, you know, one of the, one of many moves that they're more likely Arizona's going to be making in this offseason, um, <clears throat> which can justify his move to some degree. But yeah. it really can't be about a championship at this point because – as you can see, Arizona's As it stands right line. now. Yeah. Right. Arizona's not in, in in line for that less, you know, anything can happen in the next year or so, but or yeah. even in off season right now in the next couple of months. But as of right now, they're not even in position for possibly to make a, a wild card run yeah. you know, for the playoffs. That that's the only thing like that and, and you said it perfectly. It just this doesn't set you up to to get a Super Bowl at all. It it in we have to kind of hold out judgment until after at least free agency is kind of complete to see what they try to, to put around them and also see what they do with their draft picks. But I mean, as if they don't do anything else and they just bring in a bunch of rookies, this, this is, this literally means nothing for either JJ Watt or Arizona. Uh, maybe Arizona, like you, like you said, makes a playoff, uh, 
a wild card run here, but like I said, I don't see them getting past the divisional round uh, at all uh, w- with the roster as it currently stands. So um, they got a lot of work to, work to do to to convince me that this is a worthwhile deal to be made. Um, and again, as nothing is official right now, JJ Watt can change his mind. Uh, obviously, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that way. It looks like he's ready to go with Arizona, but um, anything can happen. We've seen crazier things. Um, yes. So. Let's dive more into the free agents that haven't signed yet. Um, let's, I guess, let's start with the defensive line and work our way back towards the <laughs> towards the secondary and towards the uh, the defensive backs there. Um, right. So, kicking it off with the defensive line, we have quite a few DNs and edge rushers and, and defensive tackles that are going to be available. Um, let's start with the uh, the the one who. Made a huge impact in the Super Bowl run this year on Ndamukong Sue uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. 34 years of age. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I definitely don't think that he is going to be returning with the money situation in Tampa Bay. Um, so where do you think he sh- he kind of fits uh, fits best in, in this uh, whole grand scheme of things? Well, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I, what do you find it interesting if he found himself in Green Bay? Playing with Aaron Rodgers yeah, after he stomped out his leg a few years back, <laughs> right? You know, not not exactly sure what Green Bay is. I mean, I think be it, but man, they're talking about being one player away. Uh, I think I could see Green Bay making making some moves to clear up some space to get to bring a guy like him in. Um, a place I would not want to see him in, and I think it would be very very frightening would be Baltimore. Um, yeah. I mean, for me with Baltimore, I just don't see the, how that's going to fit for them too much, only because they already have a great run-stopping defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have to fight. <laughs> they have to go up against Lamar Jackson every single day in practice, so they know how to defend it well with the personnel that they already have in that space. I think that they would probably be more well-suited to try to go after maybe a linebacker or, or defensive backs to, to kind of get that depth, or, mm-hmm. or even obviously got to go get a wide receiver on the offensive side of the ball to help out. A Lamar Jackson in that that side of the ball, but uh, I, I mean, obviously, I think Nadamik and Sue has uh, just a couple more years left in him. I think he's got maybe one or two more good seasons left in him where he can still be a very impactful player on that side of the ball, uh, especially uh, being that man in the middle. Right. Um, but uh, I just I Baltimore, I'm a little bit wary on. I don't think that they're going to want to spend the money that he's going to command uh, at that position. Um, I. I could possibly see him going back to Detroit. Really? Hmm. I mean, just to wrap up, I mean, like I said, he only has one or two more seasons. He's got his Super Bowls. He's been to one. He's won one now. Right. He might want to just go back and kind of amend the, <laughs> some of the – because, I mean, over the last few years, he hasn't had really any too many run-ins with, with refs. Uh, obviously, he's just been kind of doing – he's got his head down, and he wants to go win, win a Super Bowl. He He had a great run with the Rams – took a year uh and then he he's got a huge huge year this year uh with Tampa Bay uh kind of commanding and being one of the captains on that defensive side of the ball so i think that maybe going back to Detroit kind of teach up some of the guys maybe there or uh just kind of going back home and 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 playing good football there to kind of bring them something they they've got a lot of money to throw at it uh, i think Detroit is in a full rebuild right now obviously they still have jared goff so they can still possibly be competitive based off of what moves that they do i think that that might be a good situation for him just to go back there Uh, obviously indy has money uh tennessee seattle if you if you're looking to try to take a go for a super bowl run again uh those might be some good options too 
All right. Um, what we got next? Uh, we got some younger guys that are on this list. Uh, I really like uh, Romeo Aquara uh, out of Detroit. He's a free agent right now. Uh, same thing with Carl Lawson in uh, Cincinnati. I think these are two young, younger talents that are that have a, a lot of potential in this league. Um, they're both 25. Uh, you got Leonard Williams at 26 from the the Giants. Yes. Uh, I think he's definitely going to bring on uh, the list. He's going to be a big one uh, this this offseason. Uh, just because again he's so young, um, and he's he's going to be commanding uh, just a, a starting role where he's going to be very impactful on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think <laughs> New York's kind of uh, in a weird position because they also have Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, twenty seven, uh, not as skilled as Leonard Williams, but definitely does uh, bring another level of uh, kind of physicality to the to the middle of the defensive line there. Um, so those are just a few of the guys. I, I think that the younger side of things is definitely going to be a, a an interesting kind of competition there. Yannick Ngakwe, uh, after getting shipped around and moved around quite a bit last season, he's going to be available and gets to kind of pick where he wants to be this year. Right, so some of these guys that you just named off are any of them looking to resign with their teams? Honestly, I ha- on the defensive side of the ball, I'm not really. They don't get talked about, so I don't know what their 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 thought process is. I think Yannick Ngakwe, he possibly might be looking to try to resign with uh, Baltimore, just because um, that that situation uh, out in Baltimore is a really good one. And being the defensive end over there, he definitely can be very impactful. I think he's one of the better uh, young defensive ends that are available this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Maybe he's looking to try to finally just. I want to pick my spot. He's been traded around, I think, two two times just in the past mm-hmm. one season. So he's trying to just pick his spot, get somebody who wants him, and and, and go ahead and just go all in th- this year. So I I could see him moving, but I could also see him staying. I mean, it, this is kind of up in the air for for him. I I, I really am going to be interested in seeing where Yannick Ngakwe goes though, because he's going to be uh, impactful wherever he goes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on any of these guys here? Um, and Gakwe, that's the one. Like that's that was that was where the whole you know Sue thing came in because mm. there's a possibility he won't resign, and that's a, that's some big shoes to fill. Um, in my in my opinion, you know. Um, so, it's, eh, I don't want to speculate them resigning too much and just you know yeah as opposed to less what's what's a good fit for these guys but you know i mean man it, it's really like musical chairs you know really you just you know sue leaves the you know Tampa, Lumper, yeah. someone <laughs> else gonna learn williams go to Tampa. you know it's like you yeah. know they're just kind of swapping places and stuff but i'm um, trying to figure out what, what's a good fit and what it isn't you know um <clears throat> however i i think baltimore would be you know pr- pretty foolish to let this guy go um but definitely one of the top. I think he's one of the top ten, you know, mm-hmm. de- available defensive players that's out there. So, with that being said, you know, it's the first domino has fallen at least with the JJ Watt thing. And yeah. Like now, let's just see how this you know plays out in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, um, yeah, um, <clears throat> that's that's you know, I, I I I mean, man, the market. I mean, this guy can end up anywhere. And I mean, but I'll say this. If the coach is able to get in with one of these top defensive players, they're, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And I mean, when you just kind of made mention mentioning them because they do have the cap space, 
And it's just a matter of who, who which, what direction that they're going to go as far as bolstering up their defense. Um, is it going to yeah. be secondary? Will it be front, you know, the front four, you know, or is it going to be, you know, linebackers? You know, it's just, it's interesting to see what, you know, as we're speculating, what direction some of these teams go. go. I so. think for Indy, that, that's definitely a team that I, if I'm Yannick Ngakwe, I'm really looking at Indianapolis. It's, yes, you're in a cold state. And it's a little bit dry out there in, in, in Indianapolis and in Indiana <laughs> as a whole, but a uh, at the end of the day, you're in a dome. Yeah. like <laughs> So you, you don't have to worry about the weather, but uh, if, you're, if you don't want to get bored, definitely Indianapolis might not be the place to go. But I think that if you go there, you're going to be in a position where you have a very deep defensive line uh, as they already have some linebackers and some edge rushers that definitely uh, command respect out there in Indy. But I think what Indianapolis needs to do, they need to focus on getting Carson Wentz some more weapons. And then wherever mm. you want to create depth, that's where you go. You already have a fantastic offensive line. Get some depth there just in case somebody gets injured here or there, don't want to pull a, a Kansas City. Right. Uh, and then when you're looking at the defensive side of the ball, defensive backs defensive line those two positions for you go get go get strong there um and, and if you have a guy like Anik Ngakwe who can be a game wrecker he can get after the quarterback and really put some pressure on some opposing uh offensive lines they're really gonna have to make that decision and and just go all in because I, I think that when you have a quarterback like Carson Wentz he's looking for a fresh start yeah, you, you, you're <laughs> you, you if you go all in you're you're really putting a lot of pressure on him mm -hmm. but you have such a limited window. You're already uh, kind of looking at it where you have guys that are young who are going to be needing to re-up on contracts pretty soon in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, now, you, you've got a quarterback who already has his money. He already has his contract. you got four years with him. Let's just go get it done now. Uh, let's go all in. And I think Chris Ballard, he recognizes that, and that's why he went after uh, Carson Wentz is because he, he knew mm -hmm. losing Phillip Rivers – what are we going to do when it comes to how talented the rest of our roster is? Uh, we don't want to waste any of these guys with, with, when we have them on these cheap deals uh, for these rookie contracts. Let's go all in. Let's go get a quarterback. We right. got that. We still got $70 million. Let's go put a team around it and, and let's finish this thing off. So uh, I think any of these guys going to Indy will, will definitely uh, help that with the depth and making sure that they can get the most out of their teams here. Um, now, I mean, is there anything? I mean, you got guys like Larry Ogunjobi, twenty-seven years old, on the older end. Uh, what we're looking at, I mean, obviously JJ Watt, he was thirty-one. Nadamakin Sue was thirty-four. We already talked about those guys. Ryan Kerrigan uh, out of Washington, he's thirty-three, unrestricted free agent. Uh, where do you see him? Uh, I know he's, like I said, up there in, in, in age. So a veteran, you know, these would be the ones that I can see where. It, not going to necessarily get the big payday, so it could be a mid-range, mid-tier to hot one of these, you know, yeah. maybe one piece away, possibly. Um, you know, uh, Buffalo is always looking for, you know, looking for another. I like Ryan Kerrigan out in Buffalo. I think that that would be a good spot for him now that J.J. Watt's not in that conversation. Right. Ryan Kerrigan, he's not talked about much because obviously it's it's Washington. <laughs> I mean, they've they had a great defense this last season, and he was a big part of that. Uh, obviously, Chase Young, he's been mm -hmm. mentored by Ryan Kerrigan over this last season, and uh, Montez Sweat. Even though he's a linebacker, he still got a lot of knowledge from Ryan Kerrigan. Um, so I really like uh, wherever he might go. He's definitely going to be able to 
again, mentor another young guy, but also he's still, I think he's got another couple years left in him where he can uh, kind of cause some havoc, wreak some havoc on the defensive side of the ball and really make, uh, if, if you are a team that's maybe one or two pieces away, uh, like you said, a Buffalo, a Seattle, or uh, I mean, Seattle has a lot of things that they need to do with their defense, but um, they just uh, they're definitely in the running for these types of guys where we can bring in somebody uh, a veteran on a cheaper deal that mm-hmm. can definitely uh, kind of further uh, our, our defensive play, just make it harder for teams to either move the ball on you or, or really put some pressure on the QBs here. Um, now, one name that I do want to talk about who's been a little bit of a disappointment over the last couple of years, uh, Jadavian Clowney. He's a free agent, uh, 28 years old, uh, mm-hmm. very, very quiet out in Tennessee this year. It was a big deal. He got signed just before the season started uh, in Tennessee, and now we're talking about him as, as a guy who just really never really showed up, never did cause the impact that we thought he was going to. Um, maybe this was one good thing Houston did, not trying to get give him a super long-term deal for game-wrecking amount of money. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on him? Um, he's a bit of a disappointment. I mean, everywhere he's, I mean, coming in, coming into the league, he was even came in on an injury. Yeah. You know, it's, he was just one of those guys we just taking a chance on and he's a very solid, very good player. You know, I don't think he's, you know, above and beyond, but you know, he's, he's, he's a solid, you know, a solid talent, you know, and. But it, but disappointing, especially for the money he's been asking and for the value he really's trying to put himself at the you know pretty much at the top in the upper echelons at his position. And I don't think that's where his value is right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a little tough for him to get signed this season for the for the prices he's asking, and I think it's gonna be very humbling, you know, because yeah. people he's... are gonna be getting signed left and right, and you know the campus is gonna be watching and. I think once he sees guys like K1 Short getting signed before him for for money less than what Jadavian Clowney's going to be asking for. Can we stop Phoebe, please? I I think when you're looking at Jadavian Clowney and and you're going to be seeing guys like K1 Short 32 coming off the off this free agency board here. Uh, guys like J.J. Watt's already been re-signed. Ndamukong Sue's going to get signed. Uh, Justin Houston. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan possibly will get signed before him if he's going to be asking for the same deal that he got in Tennessee this year. Um, I, I think that, yeah, like you said, it's going to be very humbling, and, he, and he's going to have to make that decision. And I think at the end of the day, he's definitely going to come down in price. Uh, I think he's definitely not getting the $17 million he did from Tennessee. He's going to have to come down, especially to – Probably around that ten million dollar price range at the highest, and even lower than that. The guy's market value is at six point five. <laughs> Jesus, so that's, that's his average annual salary. Yeah. So it's like I said, it's gonna be very tough for him for the money he's asking. Yeah. If, I mean, granted, teams can sign players for whatever they want, and depending on how bad they feel, they need. So with that being said, you know he. He might end up with like a jet situation where they've got a ton of money, but they don't have a a, a good. Exactly, it's just you're not gonna have Tampa Bay, yeah. Kansas City is not knocking on your door trying to come on, but you you please come over and play. Uh, not I gonna happen. You're not, you know, <laughs> you haven't shown anything yet, right? So <laughs> as far as winning, 
Yeah, I guess in his case, maybe just trying to find the best possible situation for himself, you know, you know, financially. And that's and that's fine, you know, but that's kind of, you know, the tragic story of, um, of, of Mr. Clowney here. So yeah. <clears throat> is there anybody else on this list that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I, I have a, I've only got 15 guys on, on my my list right here. We There's... don't have to um go through and, you know, yeah. necessarily knock out the full, you know, um. 20 you know 15 or you know for that matter i mean it's in, i know a lot of listeners are like 15 <laughs> you know it just be just endless yeah you know i know, you know a lot of people and a lot of listeners are more uh in tune to the offensive side of the ball for sure um i i wanted we wanted to talk about the defensive side not not just to just give them some love or anything like that these these guys are going to make a pretty big impact but when you get down the list here you, you got guys like dietrich wise where only people in new england will know that name so um I think that there's a lot of guys that are going to be available, even pat beyond my list, that are going to be very impactful. But uh, just a lot of people don't know the names, so we'll we'll leave it at that. I mean, these are some of the bigger names that everybody knows that are obviously are going to be making a lot of noise when it comes to uh, the defenses out of the ball in, in kind of getting some of these and teams. Are over we there. still on a defensive lineman, or are it, we just defense in general? I'm I'm specifically just right now. What I was talking about was defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody. To beyond Jadavian Clowney, which we just discussed, that uh, I need to really get something off my chest about. <laughs> so, right. I mean, the only other guys that we really didn't touch on that are on my list: Trey Hendrickson out of New Orleans. It's going to be hard for them to re-sign him with mm-hmm. uh, uh, their their cap situation over there. Uh, you got Kerry Hyder with San Francisco, um, and. Yeah, Larry Ogunjobi, Cleveland. I mean, these are just guys that are definitely going to be impactful. Uh, there's just the cap restraints this year are going to be really difficult, and I think the defense of this defensive side of the ball is going to end up getting squeezed uh, this year, uh, just because of we we we're not really sure what's happening with the uh, cap situation this year and how it's going to go down or or how that things how things like that are going to be shaking out. Yes. Uh, let's uh, move to the secondary. Let's talk about the linebackers that are available. There are quite a few. Um, I have, again, 15. Uh, but uh, we do have one who has a team option. Um, so I did want to kick things off with him, and he is a big name. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, I believe, Von Miller. Oh, yeah. Um, he has Denver has a team option on him. Uh, in all honesty, for me, I think I would decline his last year, final year option. Uh, and try to either rework his deal, um, bring that money down a little bit, or... And where is that number at? Uh, I don't remember exactly. I can pull it up here for you. Wait a second here. Yeah, this year, $17.5 million. Uh, basically, yeah, he's going to be taking a... 22 oh well his cap hit right now this year is only going to be $22,000 or $22 million sorry um so it's pretty high up there uh and I I don't know if he especially with the injury that he had last year Mm -hmm. if uh Denver's going to be wanting to take on that amount of money obviously they could definitely do right by him pick up that option and and run it back with him if they want to uh, just for this last year and then rework it the year after if you don't feel like you're going to be trying to make a Super Bowl run this year but um I mean he's 31 years old so he, he it's not like it's the 
you're, you're clamoring as to the, the end of days uh, right now if you, if you don't sign him or, or, or if you or if you do um but definitely there is going to be they're going to have to at least have that discussion on it hey are we where where is his value at i done where do you where do you think his value is um well it's not at 17 million i'll tell you that yeah um and yeah he wasn't his average salary last year 19 no uh the last uh three years 2019 just... 17 million last year 17 and a half this year 17 okay, and that's a half. what he cleared okay um still seven oh my gosh that's that's a lot of money for one one lonely linebacker on a losing franchise that's i don't know if they can justify that a second year in a row because they have to address they do have to address the defensive side of the ball but they definitely have to address the offensive side so denver has a lot of work to do and i don't know maybe for sentimental values and you know and, and just being loyal to their to their um to, to their to their players that they may you know give him a home you know a homer deal of some sort mm-hmm. um and that's fine but don't expect denver to be you know in, in conversations anytime in the next few seasons you know <clears throat> well my thing with it is is that your cap hit is 22 and a quarter basically million dollars which is a lot of money especially with the salary cap going down um was, as we expect we again we don't know this at, at all yet right. uh but th- that is what everybody's expecting unless the tv rights deals uh get finalized uh mm-hmm. within the next couple of weeks we are expecting the cap- salary cap to go down this year but if you cut them or, or if you trade them you're looking at only a four and a half million dollar uh dead cap space there dead cap charge as compared to last year if you were to try to cut them that would have been nearly thirty million dollars. Explain the dead cap. Basically, a dead cap charge is um, when you cut or trade a player, um, there is still a certain amount of money that that person or that guy or that player holds on your cap charge, even though he's not on your roster. So you get an open roster spot, but you're at, you actually have you basically have to pay that mm-hmm. that the, <clears throat> you have to pay a price to have that happen. Um, so. Basically, if you trade or cut um, Von Miller, you won't have him on your team, obviously. But on your when you're looking at your your payroll sheet, he's going to hold the charge of four four million dollars and two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars at the end of the day. Okay. Um. And and you can't use that money uh, on your when you're trying to sign new players or make a trade or anything like that, that money is not available to you. It's a dead cap charge. It's money that you're paying out that you're not receiving anything back for. Got it. Yeah. So when you are looking at only $4 million to, to, to trade or move on from him, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a huge bargain. When you're looking at last year, it would have been 30 million. Right. Um, well, so with that, then I'm, I see him moving on. I couldn't even begin to tell you where he would in, probably end up. Um, but I don't think he's going to get... It's going to have to be some type of pay cut. Of, I mean, significant to I mean, 10, 11 million, maybe. And I mean, I don't even know if that's stretching it. You know, um, teams do have that kind of cap money, but... You know, just to get him in there and it look all great for the season one, maybe, you know, if they sign him to, you know, to a three-year deal or whatever, and you know, but you know, have a two, you know, basically a, a um, two-year deal with a one-year option or something like that of of that nature. Yeah, there's a possibility. I mean, somebody might can he can get signed for like nearly ten, eleven million dollars, but 
again, it's not going to be one of those these these top tier teams. Um, and I know some of these are the bigger names, but do they are they going to play? For, are they playing for the money or are they going to play for the championship? Because I find that it's going to be hard. They're going to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. No, where he goes, your my guess is as good as good as good as anybody's. Because like you're saying, there's not a whole lot of information about um and chatter about the you know probabilities of where some of these um de- more of these defensive um, players are being or leaning toward or what direction they may be possibly you know yeah um going in so we're just shooting in the wind of what makes probably makes sense for them you know um i mean if he is available i think that if you're looking to go for a championship run i mean obviously you got your super bowl with denver uh but you want to go get another one Unfortunately, uh, Green Bay is a really good option that for you. That was my number one option uh, right there. You get some depth for for their offensive or for their uh, uh, linebacker uh, core here. Uh, obviously, they had some injuries last year, and they they need that just depth for to, for rotating guys. Um, other teams, Tampa Bay, clearly uh, they they're having a, a linebacker crisis right now, as they have a couple of guys, Devin White and uh, Shaq Barrett, are going to be uh, free agents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're looking to try to just make sure that you're uh, shoring up that position over there. Um, so definitely, th- those are going to be some some good options as well. Um, Cleveland, if you're looking to go for a team that was is already up and coming, they had a great season last year. You feel like you could be that last piece, uh, another uh, uh, good depth at linebacker there. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's going to fit very well. Go to Tennessee if you want to. Uh, Miami, another young team. Chargers. Uh, obviously, like I said uh, earlier, Dallas needs everything on defense. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could stay in Denver if you want to if you're Von Miller, if they are willing to pick up that team option. Uh, but I just I feel like there's no way that they're going to do it. Uh, I think that they're going to have to move on. Uh, in in either rework that deal so that he's making far less money than what what that that charge would be this year, right? Uh, or he just moves on, goes to a different team, and and tries to go win another Super Bowl somewhere else. Because I just don't see with that charge on your on your salary uh salary cap, there there's no way you're going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl run here. Well. <clears throat> I can possibly see him taking a, you know, like you were saying, taking a veteran, kind of being a veteran, taking that, look, looking to, you know, play for that cha- that title. Yeah. More so than the money. Because he probably is going to, you know, it's going to be a stretch of trying to get the money he's looking for versus, you now where is he playing? You know, now if he ends up somewhere, like you said, with the Jets, he's going to be miserable probably, you know. Probably injured, probably not going to play, but he's getting paid, you know, and then we don't hear no more from Von Miller. This would be that part of his story yeah. that we don't talk about. You know, we've seen it a million times. Um, however, I since there is an opening at the linebacker spot um, on this particular team that I'm about to share, I can see Von Miller possibly getting a, a kind of a mid-level, you know, maybe six, seven million dollar, you know, contract and, and find himself over in Baltimore. Oh yeah, I could. I mean, definitely could see that. Uh, I don't I mean that's not one of their biggest uh, areas of need, uh, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, if it was something like the defensive line where he definitely needs it, but uh, he definitely he he's more of a pass rusher uh, linebacker than he is a, a coverage linebacker. So I could definitely see them using him as an edge, like a more of a defensive end type, mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to put him uh, into that space where he can kind of be caught in between and do both. Right. Um, I definitely see Von Miller more of the Khalil Mack version of a linebacker than, uh, let's say, a Darius Leonard or somebody like that. Right. 
And the reason why I brought it up is for for reasons why I can segue into this guy because you know as of right now, <clears throat> Baltimore is, is does not have Matt Judon yep. on on you know next on, on the active roster, <laughs> and he could be replacing him for you know for a discount, and that's where that's where I'm saying there's a possibility of a fit. Just based on need, no. Do they do? Are they in dire need of linebackers? No, not at all. Yeah. But I was looking at it in, re, in in replacing Judon. Matt Judon. So it, yeah, especially if Matt Judon does decide to walk, I can t- totally see that happening. I just think Baltimore is going to do everything that they can to keep him because he is a focal point of that defense over there. So <laughs> just I, if, if they yeah, if yeah, they're smart. <laughs> if they're smart, they'll definitely go ahead and do everything that they can to keep him. Um, but. Um, moving off of Baltimore and Denver here, mm-hmm. uh, I got some other guys on this list. Yep. Uh, Melvin Ingram uh, from the Chargers, a uh, name that we have not talked about uh, at all recently, uh, just being that he got a huge deal a few years back, definitely uh, lived up to the expectations that first year, but then the Chargers began to fall off, and then obviously Phillip Rivers leaves. Yeah, they're moving on. They're going with Justin Herbert this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, the the offensive side of the ball was definitely the the talk of the town. If you were a Chargers fan, uh, not not the defense a, as much. Uh, so, where do you see Melvin Ingram? Uh, do you still think he's got it? He's thirty two years old. You, you think he can still be impactful on the uh, uh, wherever he goes, or how do you? I see it to a degree. I mean, he only played seven games last season, so yeah. he's you know his numbers don't. Last year's numbers don't really reflect much, you know, um, from a statistical aspect. But he he is a talent, and I think yeah. there's still a market for him. Um, where again, doesn't necessarily have to break the bank with this guy, mm-hmm. you know. But I I can see him possibly, you know, I I can see a guy like him ending up on a you know possibly the Rams, you know, and they go over to the other LA team, yeah, you know, um. Indianapolis. Stay in the same building. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, uh, Vegas, you know, yeah. they, they're, they're, you know, starting to get kind of aggressive in their signings or at least, the, you know, they get, their names are coming up a little bit more. We know Gruden has, you know, the guy's got a 10-year contract. You know he has a long-term plan here. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time once the Raiders get involved into, you know, into the free agency um, and start to, you know, kind of do their little magic. And, um, man, yeah. There's you know, the, hmm. <laughs> Melvin Ingram. Um, you know, Atlanta. You know, you know. There's a couple teams. You know, that like, well, okay, he just like I said, some of them some mid-level teams. Not necessarily going to all be contenders, but you know, I can say it's quite a few spots that I can see where they can use the services of a Melvin Ingram. Yeah. I, I think he definitely still has something to give the game. Uh, I know the injuries last year definitely held him back, but um, yeah, I just think that the Chargers they're kind of moving into a more offensive uh, mindset now, especially with having a, a a talent like Justin Herbert at the quarterback position. I think that they're going to start shifting their 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 eyes towards the offensive side of the ball and kind of start moving off of some of these bigger contracts that they have on the defensive side that. Not saying that they're washed up or anything like that. They just don't command that amount of money anymore. Right. Um, so, um, speaking of that amount of money, Bud Dupree, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is in a very tough uh, position right now. I know Ben Roethlisberger is talking about trying to restructure his deal to try to free up some more cap space. Uh, obviously, he's looking to go for it another run here. Um, I think that... <laughs> I. 
we're not this isn't about the quarterbacks this year this week but um Pittsburgh they're in an interesting situation with with Ben Roethlisberger and, and the rest of their um <laughs> offensive side of the ball where they have a lot of money tied up in a lot of different places and they've got a lot of guys on the defensive side that are going to be coming up obviously this year and next year where man they're in a situation where it's just not that it's not looking good it's just you you're gonna have to do a lot of work to try to keep some of these top tier talent guys from walking because they they're, they're going to command a lot of money. They've played outstanding football for you, and you keep re, re-signing Ben Roethlisberger. You keep restructuring his deal to try to free up some space. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision on him and, and, and move on because he's commanding way too much money for, for the level of play that the offense is putting out, especially towards the end of the year. Yeah, so is, is Pittsburgh committed to the possibility of bringing this guy back or – Bud uh, Dupree or, or Ben yeah, Roethlisberger? Bud Dupree. I'm not talking uh, about Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm not sure. I know that they're definitely uh, kind of wary about their situation on the defense when it comes to guys like TJ Watt because uh, his, his deal is going to be coming up, I think, either next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously going to be commanding a lot of money. Um, you got Avery Williamson this year that's uh, going to be moving on uh, – or. He he's going to be a free agent as well, or he is one. Um, so they they just got a few guys already that, and they've already restructured some other deals to try to elongate those as much as possible. So they're really just kind of kicking the can down the road with <laughs> with a lot of their salary cap situation mm-hmm. um, when they're restructuring these deals because you still have to pay that money eventually. You're just moving it. You're moving that cap charge to next year or the year after trying to make sure that you guys that they have something that they can put together this year to try to go get a Super Bowl. And he's coming off of a 15.8, right? Is that uh, that would, Bud Dupree, I believe so. That's the number you got. Oh, let me pull it up here. Yeah, 15.8. Okay. Is that even doable? And that, the question is, is that even doable for, for Pittsburgh at this time? Can they really take, you know, really seriously signing, signing you know, a, a linebacker for 15, you know, 16 million a year? They could if they move on from Ben Roethlisberger. And that's the big thing. He has a $40 million cap charge this year. Obviously, they're trying to rework it so that he that comes down to, I think the lowest that they can get it down to is somewhere around $27 million, maybe twenty five at the lowest. But hmm. still, that's a lot of money for a guy who really does not play well the last four to five weeks of the season. Yeah, they got some tough decisions to make over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I if I was a Pittsburgh GM, I I, I'm, I don't envy him right now. He he has a lot of decisions to make, and I think he, and I honestly think that the Pittsburgh GM wants to move on mm-hmm. from Ben Roethlisberger so that they can just let's eat the money this year, screw it, and we will have abundance of money next year to try to take care of all the guys on that defensive side of the ball. Right. Um, and let's go try to do it with Dwayne Haskins or or go get another young guy uh, and try to plug and play him. Right. But it seems like the ownership is hell-bent on making sure that they do right, air quotes there, with, uh, with Ben Roethlisberger. But it just seems like they're really just – they're really handicapping themselves when it comes to it. 
Um, so I, I really, I'm not sure what Pittsburgh's going to end up doing. It, it, it sounds like they're trying to to free up some space for some guys this year, uh, but that's only going to make a worse situation for you next year. So uh, I, I really don't, again, I don't envy the the, the Pittsburgh GM at, right. at this moment because uh, it's it's a tough situation if if ownership is trying to take the side of, of the player as opposed to trying to help the organization uh, kind of move forward with their future. Okay. Um, so, uh, like I said, the other guy in Pittsburgh, Avery Williamson, uh, I definitely think he's an inside linebacker. He's not an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he's 29 years old, definitely still has some good years uh, ahead of him. Uh, but, uh, like I said, the, the, the situation in Pittsburgh right now, they just don't have the money to sign guys like this. Um I think we're both in agreement. Shaq Barrett's probably getting franchise tag. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> man, like the best, the worst case kept secret out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, there's no way he's leaving town. Yeah, if he, if they can't come to an agreement on a long-term deal, um, just kind of an update on the window right now that we're in. We're technically right now in the franchise transition tag window. Uh, that ends on the 9th. Today is going to be the second so you guys are probably going to hear this after the transition window and the franchise tag window closes mm-hmm. um so that that's just kind of where we're at it look we just don't know yet if they they've put that tag uh designation on him uh yet right. so uh right now they haven't um and tampa bay definitely is not going to let him just walk out of the door for nothing so uh another guy uh playoff playoff player here uh olivier vernon uh from cleveland 31 years old mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on him so i I, th- I think there is a uh a legitimate market for um uh, uh, for, for vernon yeah <clears throat> At 11 million um i'm just throwing out I, i've been throwing teams out i mean where, where i mean that's what i'm seeing i see that he's going to resign but i can see a few teams that will be will, will love the services of, of this guy and can definitely step in immediately and be a game changer for, mm-hmm. for that franchise. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, especially on my list, I mean, these are big, bigger names that I think everybody's going to know uh, outside of guys like Denzel Perriman and uh, Kyler Frackrell. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Cleveland Cleveland's going to be a hot destination at, at all of these, especially because it, it's just history. It's <laughs> just a lot of guys are going to be there and want to be a part of uh, a situation where kind of things are changing around for Cleveland. Right. Um, so when you're looking at that, um, I, I think that Cleveland, I, I think Olivia and Vernon, after putting in the amount of work that he's done there, I, I think he's going to want to stay and kind of see this thing out. Um, so I could definitely see him eat, possibly taking a discount but i don't know if he would have to take too much of one i'm not sure what cleveland's uh cap, cap situation is going to be going into this next season um but if they do have the money they just need to kind of bolster and get some depth mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball uh because once you have some injuries and obviously uh we, we just went through a, a covid season here um so when you have guys kind of falling off uh only because of that um 25.7 million in available cap space. Okay. Yeah. So if he kind of takes a little bit of a discount to just allow the money to get spread out over the defense a little bit more, just to get that depth, that's definitely going to help Cleveland uh, make that run this year. I think that uh, they also should be trying to trade Odell Beckham 
yes. uh, to try to uh, get a couple more pieces, whether they're trying to just get draft capital or they're trying to get some more weapons on the offensive side of the ball or just trying to bolster the the offensive line or going to go get another piece um, for the defense. Um, outside of that, th- this team is really well-equipped to try to go make another run here because, uh, like I said, Pittsburgh's kind of hampered by their cap situation. They can't really do too much. Baltimore is obviously going to be their biggest competition, and Cincinnati, they're two years away from being two years away. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but the defense, no, it's yeah. Even worse. So it's the offense, <laughs> yeah. So they, they, there's they Cleveland's really in a nice little spot here, especially now they they only have a third place schedule uh, after the, their their run this year. So the, the, I think they're set up really nicely this season to try to go get a few pieces and, and make a nice little run here. Um. Another, we got a, quite a few guys uh, from on the um, linebacker side of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, a guy that I wanted to talk about a little bit lesser known of a name, uh, Leonard Floyd. Okay. Uh, he went to the Rams, had a breakout season after kind of being stuck in the minutia of things with, with mm-hmm. Chicago for a few years. He just wasn't really, he never really broke out in Chicago. That's why we let him walk. Um, and, Hey, he had a decent season out there, and 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 with the Rams, he had his it, it, honestly his career season. Um, but he he's a free agent now, and I think that uh, he definitely could bring some talent to some teams. He's twenty nine years old though, so uh, I mean it's taken him quite a while to kind of get his bearings in the league. But um, if he is that guy from the Rams this last season, I think that he does bring a lot of value uh, to 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 a few teams. Um, so mm. where do you think he would uh, fit in? It won't be the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be able to re-sign back there. They are. 28.4 over. <laughs> yeah. So they're over the cap. So with the services of 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 of, of this this wonderful talent here, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Floyd, who did not want to show up in Chicago. Never did. Um, Very disappointing. And it's coming off a ten million dollar contract, which so he's you know at that that's a that's a a number and a price where a lot of teams can get involved. Um, yeah. Had to pick a a good fit for this guy. Hmm. I I honestly think he fits just about anywhere, only because it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. if you're trying to get a starter or get somebody to give you depth. Leonard Floyd can be both. Right. He he's a he's a mid range one, and he's a high end two. So it's definitely a guy where in that position, if you're looking for a pass rusher, um, he. He has a lot more value now after getting out of the Chicago situation uh, than he did just a year and a half ago. Right. And, you know, and I mean, taking the scenario just as an example, man, you know, Sean Lee is leaving. He's not signed now with Dallas. Yeah. He can definitely sit in, you know, fit in. And I mean, man, like I say, as you said earlier, Dallas needs everything. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they're. 20 i think they're 25 and, and some change you know of available cap space yeah for dallas so they they have the space to sign the guy you know and you know and he's coming in at 10 i don't know if you give him 11 and a half you know or nine and a half yeah. you know either or you know and I, you know i think that's that's the beginning of showing some signs that dallas is trying to come you know as just one of many examples, like I said, you yeah, he can fit on many teams. Yeah, but uh, just like a, a notable team, like you know, maybe a sexy pick or something. You know, I could see him. You know, in a, you know, 
maybe he finds himself in Dallas. You know, they're not necessarily a con- contending for a championship, but they are contenders. You yeah. know, and that might be just enough. And you know, and they are a, a big market team, and that might be what he's looking for. So, okay. <clears throat> you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting as these you know once these dominoes continue to keep falling because right now we're just in the dead of it is of speculating right now. Yeah, <laughs> where, where their destinations are. Man, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and I'll say, please let you know, y'all let us know what yeah. you think. Some of these, Honestly, like I said, we we are on YouTube now. So if you have any suggestions or any destinations, or if we we badmouth your team, please leave a comment down below. Right. Talk about it. If you're a huge Dallas fan, which I don't know why you would be, but <laughs> th- right. this is a team where you definitely let us know what you think, what they need to do. Um, obviously, like I said, I think that Dallas needs to take care of the defense above all. Uh, I mean, outside of Dak Prescott, that's a whole different. We talked about it last week. If you want right. to really get our thoughts on that, go t- go listen to that podcast. But, um, yeah, I, I just think Dallas has a lot of work to do on the defensive side of the ball to become a contender. Um, so, yeah, it just looks like Leonard Floyd could fit in just about anywhere, um, no matter if you're looking to try to get him to, like I said, bolster your uh your roster and just kind of get some depth or mm-hmm. if you're trying to just get a guy who can fill in that number one position to just go out there play and just not f it up um right. he, he definitely has value there um but um another let's go back to tampa bay for a second here I skipped right over him levante david um he's also available uh out in uh Tampa Bay he's another mm-hmm. free agent uh Levante David is and Tampa Bay has like I said a lot of work to do because they have a lot of guys that are deserving of new contracts they've done a lot of great things this past season they've won a Super Bowl um so they're definitely worth it uh, we talked about it last week Mike Evans is willing to give up money to try to re-sign as many guys as possible so they can run it back this year mm. um where do you think Levante David will I mean obviously uh, not obviously would you we want to sign Shaq Barrett or Levante David. Which one are you you taking this year? If you can only have one, if you're Tampa Bay. Wow. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I would have to just go ahead and bite the bullet. I have to take Shaq Barrett. Yeah, I was. You know, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. I, th- I thought that was obvious. I, we were taking yeah, Shaq Barrett. I don't think <laughs> Levante David is a bad. You know. Constellation? Absolutely not. It's given you <laughs> ask me who I have to choose one, and you wasn't given salaries did not matter. <laughs> I'm damn taking Jack Barrett. Yeah. Okay. So just had to make sure we're all on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Only think- five million more. I mean, I. I- Taking Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett wins uh, all day, hands down. Yeah. Okay. So Levante David, he still has a lot uh, to to offer this team. He 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 did so many great things uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, had a fantastic season. Um, won a Super Bowl. Uh, so if he has to walk, if they if they're gonna franchise tag Shaq Barrett, they end up signing Chris Godwin and AB on the uh, offensive side of the ball. They they probably only have what. $4 million left over to sign somebody else. And Levante David is getting offered elsewhere. Uh, where do you think, do you think that he will take a pay cut uh, to try to come back and just run it back if he has to, or do you <sighs> think that he tries to go get whoa. some, you know, I think he may be open to a cut, but the cut he would probably have to take to stay there would probably be significant. Yeah. And I'm not sure being that he already got the ring and he's a Super Bowl champion. Probably can capitalize and maybe find a way to even get more than ten million. Right? Mm-hmm. 
I can see him walking, you know, and if, especially if they're going to put a lot of, they're going to have to put, pay, you know, Shaq Barrett, even with all the players moving pieces around and so on and so forth. I, yeah. I think he's gone. Um, okay. Personally, that's just me personally. I think he's going to go look for opportunities elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I just, it, it sucks when you, when you're looking at a, at a salary cap and, and, you literally can't go over it. It's a hard cap, so you can't bring back everybody. You can't pay everybody. Uh, Jerry Jones is learning that the hard way. Right. <laughs> so you're just kind of stuck in a situation with Le- Levante David and Shaq Barrett where you just have to kind of do the cost-benefit analysis, and obviously everybody is kind of on Shaq Barrett's side. He's the one who deserves more money, um, and at the end of the day, uh, unfortunately, David here is going to get the, the short end of the stick. Um mm-hmm. If he is willing to to just bite that bullet and take a pretty significant pay cut, I mean that really shows what where his head's at and what 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 he's looking for. He's obviously looking to win. Uh, if he does want to do that, but if he doesn't, I I, I respect that too. Still, you're still 31 years old. You definitely have a lot to give the game. Uh, 100. percent Could be his last contract. Yeah, his last big one, I should say. I don't want to say last one. Yeah. It's- but I don't want to speculate. That's just, like you were saying. I don't want to speculate. That's what his motivation is. We, yeah, you know, we don't know. <laughs> we just don't. We just don't know. People. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's really up to him if he is looking to go get a con. If he's looking to go get another Super Bowl, take the pay cut, stay in Tampa Bay. I think that gives you the the best situation. You already know the system. You you already are a leader in that locker room. Just go go run it back. Uh, otherwise, if you're looking to go get your money, there's a bevy of teams that have cap space that that are willing to give it give it to you. Um. So. Definitely, um, I, I think that Levante David is going to be a well sought after free agent uh, if he isn't re-signed back by Tampa Bay. Um, let's stay in the NFC. We got mm-hmm. two two guys uh, from teams that, not that they were a hundred percent disappointing, but they they definitely did not go as far as we thought that they would. You have KJ Wright from mm-hmm. Seattle, outside linebacker, and then with Green Bay you got Christian Kirksey, Kirksey, inside linebacker. What are your thoughts on these two? Um KJ Wright, I mean, he solid, had a <laughs> solid season, you know, I can't. I mean, 86 tackles, you know, in two sacks, you know, three quarterback hits. He had a forced fumble, had an interception, you know, he had all around had a good had a solid season, you know. Coming in at seven million a season, you know, I, I could see Seattle easily re-signing this guy. You know, he's definitely going to be a staple on the on the defensive end, on the defensive line, uh, or the, what at front seven, I should say. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, definitely a market for this guy, but I really see Seattle just re-signing him. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't really see him going anywhere. Um, now he may want to go and and you know start you know. Maybe play test the market and see what he can get. He may be looking to get that. If he can get twelve, you know, or yeah. eleven or ten, possibly. But with that, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think you know, smart money say I think he stays. Okay. Um, he resigns with Seattle. What do you think? Uh, if, I, I mean, and, and kind of it. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, it's for me. Seattle is. Very interesting right now uh, as a whole, as a team right now. They're kind of in flux with the quarterback position as news broke last week uh, that Russell Wilson is willing to go elsewhere. Um, 
But man, it just seems like where what is Pete Carroll's direction anymore? It, it we I don't know if he's more focused. On, obviously, the defense has fallen off ever since the Legion of Boom got disbanded. Um, but they really have they they've been talking about trying to really go back to the old grit and grind and let's run the ball down the, the team's throat and let's focus on making sure that we they just can't score more than us by by bolstering up our defense. That that's kind of the way Pete Carroll seems like he's trying to transition things, but then you go in last year you go sign a offensive coordinator whose whole philosophy is let Russ cook. So it just doesn't it doesn't add up to me so i really just don't know what seattle's direction is i, I not to say that they're they're a team that's in shambles or anything like that they're they're, they're no houston they're no they're no jacksonville uh, obviously they 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 made the playoffs last year got disappointed and and knocked out by by the rams but at the end of the day it just i i don't know where they're trying to fit in and what i don't know what their identity is is what i'm trying to say i, I just don't know if they're really focused on legacy and in the and kind of doing right by the guys that you have or if you're you're trying to be more of a analytics based team where hey you're getting up there in age let's kind of see where we want to move on to and if we can get better value so i just don't know what their identity is so i I really don't have a clear outlook on what seattle's trying to do here Uh, i think it's safe to say i don't think any of us know (laughs) um but what i have been seeing is it obviously i know we this is going to get back to the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, the whatever's going on between Russell Wilson's camp and Pete Carroll's camp, obviously they're not seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Russell Wilson sees seemingly sees himself one way. And like you were saying, it's very legacy-based. Ba- legacy mm-hmm. um, and let, let's ruck Russ Cook and the <laughs> whole campaign. And that's wonderful. And I love this. <laughs> then there's the Pete Carroll side of the ball. And – or Pete Carroll's, you know, camp, and he sees, or he wants to see Russell Wilson as just this game manager. And I don't it, get it. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like, what? You know, like, what are you talking about? This is exactly the reason why they only have one title and not two. Yeah. You know, because, which is kind of strange because he wanted him to throw the, it's, <laughs> they in, something. I don't know, but you, the question was, you know, was about Pete Carroll. I don't, I don't, Pete Carroll does not see Russell Wilson the way his fan base may see him or the way even Russell Wilson sees himself. And that's problematic, you know. But is that the case? Because like you said, it, it, we we might say that uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll is not behind him, but he was the one who put the ball in uh Russell Wilson's True. hand a few I was years that back. Example, <laughs> but then it was from some years back. We talk, and right now yeah. it's it's kind of. Um, it just seems like Pete Carroll is shifting back from what he shifted to just a few years back after everything that happened with uh, the the Su- Super Bowl Forty Nine and uh, Russell Wilson throwing the pick and the Patriots win the Super Bowl and all hell breaks loose because. Beast mode didn't get the ball, which is funny, and that's kind of the kind of football he and the kind of offense he wants to run now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you transitioned away from that after that season. You said, "Well, I don't think I like." It seemed like Pete Carroll went on this binge where he's like, "I wasn't the issue." Super Bowl Forty Nine, 
yes, it was a bad call, but we still should have won the game because we do have a fantastic quarterback. Let me show you. And so he goes out and goes goes to get an offensive coordinator that wants to do the let, let Russ Cook campaign. But then second half of the season, you completely change your philosophy after Russell Wilson is now a MVP candidate, finally gets his first MVP vote this season. And and then, but at the second half of the season, the reason why he didn't win MVP is because you went back to, after he had one bad game, you went right back to, oh, we got to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And now you lost all your, your running backs. Now they're all injured because they got overworked. They got overused. They took too many hits. And now you got to put the ball back in Russ's hands to finish out the season. And, oh, hey, you you haven't done this in five, six weeks to just throw in the ball every single play and, and just get out ahead. You went from trying to, stop starting the game slow and running the ball and be methodical and let the other team get out ahead and have Russell Wilson come in in the second half and be the hero. Mm -hmm. You were going and saying, Hey, we're going to go win from the start. We're going to win from quarter one all the way through quarter four by letting Russell Wilson do his thing all game long. And then you took that away from him and then try to put all the onus on him at the end of the season when you guys aren't able to get it done. Mm -hmm. So I just, like I said, the identity just seems like, Pete Carroll with the offensive side of the ball is kind of waving back and forth between giving control over to Russell Wilson and and letting and letting go of the offense and letting them do their thing and then being like, well, no, this is my team. This is my philosophy. Let's run the ball. Let's have great defense. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the personnel to have a great defense this year. Like all you have is Jamal Adams uh, and KJ Wright. Sorry, don't, no disrespect, <laughs> but that, that that's that's just where I feel with Seattle. There, there's in flux with Pete Carroll. It feels like Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks organization is having an identity crisis. Very well. So, with that being said, I, I think, and what we were discussing, that I think the majority of this mess is on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I think KJ Wright could quietly come in and just resign a deal to yeah. solidify because they need to build on their defense. So, it would only make sense to me that they would start by resigning this guy and then adding another ass, you know, another piece or two. To uh, try to bolster that, yeah, you because know, they don't need seven. too much. Their 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 defense isn't horrible. They just no. they just need to be able to stop the run a little bit more effectively, right. and then maybe one more defensive back so that you can play man to man when you need to. Right, and you need the rotation. You know, yeah. That, that's you know, I'm just I'm looking at it from a depth aspect because they they don't they don't have a bad defense, but I think you know letting this guy go is not going to help them yeah. where they are, especially what we'll be just discussing. And that's the only reason why we're discussing this, <laughs> just to understand the full scope of the Seattle organization in relation to KJ Wright. Yeah. But with that, I, I he can easily be like, you know what? Oh, that's a mess over here, <laughs> man. I got six, seven. You're saying one thing. Over. You're saying another. Right. I, I'm done. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I can go find myself over here getting the championship for maybe seven, eight million. Yeah, you know. So. I mean, like you said, you can see it anyway. We don't know what's going through anybody's head, uh, and obviously, we're not in the room. So, and, and I know it seems like everybody's talking about Russ is leaving this year. Honestly, in my opinion, I think he's going to stay at least for this this season, and then possibly. Yeah depending on what happens this next season, this is going to be another topic of a conversation next off season. So stay tuned for that. We'll definitely be here talking about it, but <laughs> I'm hoping some, somebody will provoke something this yeah. off season. And, what I mean, what? I think Let's everything say. happening right now, all this back and forth, the, the petty little remarks here or there. I, I don't it. like that. You said this. Well, I don't like that. You're not doing like all of this childish stuff that's happening. This is middle school, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, this the three three way triangle that's happening right now. That is just it's immature and it's just 
say what you got to say. Like, just come out, say it, and let's get it out there in the air, and let's let's get it over with. Every, every bicker is one step closer to Chicago. That's the way. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I really hoping it is. Because like, Russ just don't want no part of this. So. Yeah. Keep arguing, so, yo. Keep arguing. Right. <laughs> the other half of it, uh, Christian Kirksey in Green Bay. Uh, he comes over from Cleveland, mm-hmm. plays 11 games this season, has two interceptions, 18 uh, – oh, returning for 18 yards. Um. I mean, he he's definitely had a decent season. Uh, he had two sacks, uh, seventy-seven combined tackles, forty-six solos, um, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. Uh, so I mean, he definitely is a guy who had an impact on that side of the ball. In- interior linebacker definitely was bruising out over there. Uh, like I said, the two interceptions is huge. I, I think that that was definitely uh, something that helped the Green Bay defense not look as bad as they did in years prior and it's the most games he's played in two seasons and the previous two seasons combined oh yeah for sure yeah after those two injuries yeah you're right um so just what are your thoughts on christian kirksey do you think that he is ready to get another deal here or is it somewhere where he's gonna have to take the discount and and try to go no i think that's what this year was he was basically it was a dress rehearsal okay and he was basically put you know kind of putting his resume out there, letting the league, first and foremost, Green Bay show what he what, what he was what he was about. Yeah. I think he earned himself a contract, if not with Green Bay, with someone. You know, yeah. Someone's going to want this guy. Um, I think Green Bay, by evaluating this, maybe they got a short list of some other players, but if they were evaluating them the way I think most teams would have, and they they was basically like, Charles, let's see what we have after this one year. He mm-hmm. got them on a one year deal, and let's see what we get. Considering for man six and a half million, I think uh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. And I, I can see the guy getting resigned by Green Bay. That Green Bay will reward this, and then definitely rewarded by resigning them, and then adding another piece, you know, and then bolstering that defense, and then they're ready to run it back. At 29 years old, how long of a deal do you think they're willing to give him? Is it going to be a four, three, three, four-year deal, or are they just going to go one, two, like a possibly two a, an out in the two? I think it's something like that. Maybe okay. a two-year deal, you know, two-year, eight, nine million, you know. Okay. That makes sense there. Um, The rest of the guys on this list for me are some – Guys that might not have as big of an impact. Uh, they're still 29, 30, 35 uh, years of age. Sean Lee, obviously, in Dallas. Uh, do you think he's about to hang him up, or what? what's his plan there? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> think his time is coming. For him. Yeah, but he's even had... Even if he resigns, I, I find it hard-pressed. He makes, you know, five, six games in a season. I, I could see him sitting out half the year. Just I mean, he's had so many injuries over the last few seasons, and, and that's been a part of the reason why Dallas's offense, or defense hasn't been as effective is just the constant flux between, oh, are we going to stick with uh, Sean Lee when he gets back and gets healthy? Are we going to go and move on to our new guy, Leighton Vander Esch, or can Leighton Vander Esch even live up to the potential that we thought he could be? Got Jalen Smith on the other side playing fantastic, but uh, obviously just the 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 injuries keep holding this team back uh, at the linebacker position specifically. They just don't have talent elsewhere on the defense. Um, so they just really need to figure out what 
uh, Sean Lee's going to do if you want to re-sign him for a one-two-year deal just to finish things out. Maybe you think he's got something left to give, but I, I think it's time for him to walk away there. Yeah, I could see him an extension to the, uh, the coaching staff, you know, yeah. the coordinators. Um, he could definitely take a one-year deal and, and, and provide that somewhere else, you know. Because, and, and, I mean, granted, you can get him on a cheap. I can even see this guy, you know, not even being re-signed, you know, in the, in the off season, and then come week six, week seven next year, someone picks him up, and then he had to avoid all mini camps, and he didn't have to go through all yeah. that while staying in shape and so on. It it, it remains to be seen, but okay, um, he's a question mark. I mean, it, and before we, um, no, we're talking right now. Before we know it, by the end of the night, who knows? We get an alert, and <laughs> Sean Lee retires. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and moves on. You know, and that so. All those guys from Dallas are always uh, end up getting uh, some sort of a TV deal where they can come in and and, right. and do an analyst thing. So I, you know, I just don't see anything coming across my you know my phone saying you know Sean Lee and some blockbuster deal signing. That that's the one thing I know that's not gonna happen yeah, uh, for sure. It's it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna happen. Or if he does say uh, screw it, I want to I want to run it back one more time. It's gonna be just before training camp starts. I think he gets signed back to a exactly. to a new deal. Exactly. Um, this will be one of the the last stories we'll hear of the signings. Yeah. Not, not, not one if he doesn't ones. retire. Exactly. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, Devondre Campbell uh, from Arizona, Kyler Frackle, the Giants, and uh, I also got Denzel Perryman from the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with those guys, I mean, honestly, I don't. not that they don't have value. Uh, I just think that they're going to have some lower-end contracts that – possibly when you get these guys on your team if you you already have a few guys at this position you can kind of use these guys to to get that depth like we were saying Mm -hmm. injuries is always a part of football um so having that rotation on the defensive side of the ball is huge especially with the front seven uh if you can get that rotation going and, and just have a uh depth with solid guys that just know their role just do your job uh type mentality uh i think these guys will come in and and work wonders for whatever team decides to give them uh the, those kind of rotational uh contracts there case in point we, we we're seeing on the opposite side of the ball but uh, kansas city's offensive line yeah which started from last offseason all the way to the super bowl they had lost something bro <laughs> so i mean they, they their offensive line has been decimated and yet they lost three games in the entire season yeah you, when you have that rotation, obviously it sucked that it all came to a head at, at Super Bowl week where you just only have one starting offensive lineman from the beginning of the year. Um, that usually never happens because in, in the NFL, you always have a rotation of guys that you can have. Everybody talks about New England being the, the team that pioneered the next man up mentality, but that's the NFL. That That's not just New England. Everybody needs to be able to have that situation where if anybody goes down, you have to be ready to play. Um, oh, football. Yeah. So that is the NFL world. Um, <laughs> do you have any other guys on your list for, for the linebackers spot? And for me, these were the biggest names, and I don't really think I saw any anybody. I have one more. Um, just as a, it's more of an asterisk, and as we don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see on Alden Smith. Okay. Um, and this reason, it, it, it's – um. The man came off a two million dollar contract. Yeah, you know, not gonna cost that much. I mean, forty eight tackles. You know, um, he had also fourteen quarterback hits, five sacks. You know, 
not bad. I mean, he could. That's one of these guys who can fill in. You know, going to be one of those one piece missing type guys. And I could see him just bouncing around until he finally get that elusive title. So yeah, I just just as a name, just somebody we've never heard about. And you know, he's he's not what he used to be, but he did still have a solid season. You know. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> but that you know, I was just you know you have to kind of scroll down your list for salaries because he, he yeah. was down there so you know, oh yeah for sure you can get this guy on the cheap you know literally so maybe give him five million not bad guy to have for five million dollars but just just something know. to throw out there so that that's the name I had I I could see him going someplace where they're not afraid to take on a troubled past uh, I mean the <laughs> the only team that really does that is Dallas. Um, but uh, I could see him hey, possibly taking on uh, a role there in Tampa Bay. Levante David ends up leaving. He doesn't want to take that $5 million deal for one year. Maybe, maybe Aldis Smith does. Some good numbers on a very bad defense. I'm just, yeah. It speaks to, and and he didn't have any episodes. I, I would just, I think the guy's ready. You know, yeah. I mean, if he was able to sit there and hold it, keep his cool last year in Dallas. But what was happening in Dallas? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's ready. He's ready to move on and get back into competitive football again. <laughs> yeah, because it ain't in Dallas right now. Hopefully, I mean, he's only thirty-one. Uh, still has a few seasons, I believe. Uh, That's what I mean. To go I mean, ahead and exactly. take care of things. Made it through the full season, sixteen games, and played played well. So yeah, I think that if he is going to be able to take a cheaper deal, even if you do have to pay a little bit, if you're a team that can afford it. Go for it. Let's get real. I mean, you just talked about it. He was carrying Sean Lee. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Sean Lee wasn't playing. All right. So let's <laughs> talk about the defensive backs now. Um, let's move on to those. Um, I mean, th- this is a long list. There's a lot of guys that are available. Um, we got some older guys that, that definitely uh, could be a big piece elsewhere. Um, first one that comes to mind for me, Pat Pete. Uh, from Arizona, 31 years old. He's available. He's a free agent. Uh, where do you think his value is, and where do you think he could fit in pretty nicely? Pat Pete? Patrick Peterson. Oh, man, where can he fit? <laughs> yeah, I know uh, the other cornerback uh, over there, I can't remember his name for right now for some reason, uh, Buda Baker. Uh, he's kind of taken over that number one role over there, uh, and I think – over the last two seasons, Patrick Peterson's kind of not faded into obscurity, but definitely has uh, been not talked about quite as much right. uh, over there. Um, so I think if obviously if he wants to stay, obviously they, they'll they'd love to have him back for a couple more seasons. But um, if he does want to move on, go to a situation where he thinks that he can't go get a Super Bowl, uh, he he definitely has that uh, that ability. Uh, I wonder if that's what his motivation is. Look at that payday being. I- this is, I don't know. You coming out of Arizona, I don't know what a person's intentions are. Yeah. One of them. You see, to me, I get this feeling from the Cardinals or just the Cardinals players. They just seem to be content with whatever their situation is. Over there. <laughs> no matter what, it, good or bad, you know. It's Larry just, Fitz for however many years. However, you know, <laughs> Anquan Bolden, who used to be over there. Yeah. And, and you know, and Carson Palmer. And they just, you know, win or lose, they just seem to be cool. They're okay with it. How, whatever, you know. Ooh. So they leave, you know. Are you leaving because you're looking for a payday? You leaving because you want to win? You just. <laughs> Got to wonder what's in that water both? down there. Right. So, <laughs> Patrick, I don't. I don't think he's gonna stay because I don't think they can afford him to stay unless he's taking a, like a massive pay cut. And 
who wants to pay fourteen million for a quarterback, cornerback right now? I yeah, mean, literally, really. I, I don't think he's gonna a thirty-one year. I'm just I know yeah. he's not gonna get what he's got, and that's what I'm getting. It's like it has to be taking a significant cut somewhere, and I mean, this guy can end up like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he end up in like a place like Denver. You know, it'd be those type of teams. Maybe Vegas. I know I'm in the AFC West. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're they're good for grabbing, snagging a, 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 a you know one of these veteran cornerbacks. You know, this is what they do. I mean, know? speaking of Denver, Denver, they're they're going to be missing out on AJ Boye now. Uh, he was the mm-hmm. second half of the Jalen Ramsey out in Jacksonville. So hey, I mean, if he's leaving Denver, you want Pat Pete to fill in that? He's only one year older. Uh, honestly, AJ Boye, he. He possibly has a little bit more to give. I know kind of everything in Denver kind of went went kind of radio silent this year only because uh, once Von Miller went down, everybody's like, well, that's it for, for Denver. There's no way they're doing anything. Right. Um, and I think also, did Bradley Chubb even play this last season or was he also injured? Yeah, so it is. It seemed like with all the injuries on it, the, because they did have multiple injuries on the defensive side of the ball, it just seemed like Denver was already awash and, and then – we just yeah. never really talked about them, um, especially when you're in a division with the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City, right. who's kind of commanding the narrative every single week. When you're a team that just really can't even crack crack into that conversation, uh, these these guys kind of go go into obscurity, and and now a guy like AJ Boye, who definitely could have two, three more seasons of fantastic football to play, mm-hmm. uh, he can definitely be a short shutdown corner. I mean, he he held his own in Jacksonville having to compete with Jalen Ramsey. So when you're looking at a guy like that, I think AJ Boye definitely can come in and uh he he can he can hold down he can hold his own anywhere against just about anybody. Uh obviously not maybe not with some of those faster uh guys like a Tyreek Hill type or anything like that, but if you're just trying to look for a physical guy that can that can jam somebody at the line for stopping some of those short routes, mm-hmm. uh, I think AJ Boye is a guy that you can definitely uh, see fitting in, in in that in that role. I can see that. Um, let's talk about some safeties here. Uh, Minnesota, uh, they are losing out on Anthony Harris, who I think is going to be a huge steal wherever he goes hmm. um, if he doesn't want to stay in Minnesota. Because I think if, if you're Anthony Harris, it me uh i would say you would want to go go win somewhere right. um it just seems like every like i said every other year minnesota finds themselves themselves in the playoffs they might steal a, a win uh, against a team like a new orleans or a steal a win here or there or whatever it may be and then all of us oh i guess new orleans has really been the only team they've beaten over the last few seasons in all honesty in the playoffs right <laughs> so and it's a very good sh- it's a very good um, chance that he won't be returning. Um, yeah. Yeah. They are 7.1 7. over the salary cap, so they got to cut salaries all over the place. Mm-hmm. It would be just to re- return the services of, you know, of of, of this of this guy, and I, I just don't think so. Yeah, I think they, they Minnesota has a lot of work to do. They're trying to figure out if they can – if they want to – keep Kirk Cousins to try to save some guys jobs just by holding Pat or if they're going to trade him away to go get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. as a I guess a lateral move to me I don't think I'm not to, no I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in all honesty but <laughs> this isn't a quarterback show um yeah he I just think Minnesota has a lot of decisions to be to to make 
uh upcoming here um and it just looks like they they've they're in a situation where it's just time to mutually part ways and and just move on it just doesn't seem like that that's going to be a good situation for them um uh, Denver uh, again has two more defensive backs that are going to be available both their safeties uh Justin Simmons uh free safety and st- strong strong safety um Kareem Jackson are both going to be available uh actually no uh Justin Simmons is a unrestricted free agent and Kareem Jackson is a team option yeah so that option um let me pull up his contract here All right, you're looking at ten million dollars this year. A uh, dead cap charge would only be two point eight million, uh, but the cap hit is twelve point eight. Um, so that would be the the outlook that you're looking at now. It's just he's going to be thirty three years old this season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his eleventh season. Are you looking to to fork over ten million dollars for decent play, or are you looking to try to? move on maybe even maybe you pick up that team option and trade them away to a team that you think might be a contender and is just a safety away right oh man hey they got a lot of decisions to make here but i i could see them possibly keeping one guy maybe and other two going or if not all three out you know yeah denver like denver is in a in a rebuild right now so. for sure they're not in a good situation right now um yeah, it just seems like Denver needs to kind of overhaul everything. So I think if you're really looking at, at Denver, if if I was the GM at, in Denver, if I'm not getting Deshaun Jackson this year, I'm letting everything go. Hmm. I let Von Miller walk, let Kareem Jackson walk, let Justin Simmons walk, let AJ Poye walk. Like don't don't take on any more money than you have to. Right. Save the money, wait for the TV deal to go through. Wait, let's see what the salary cap's going to be down the road. Let Drew Locke have another season. This hold Pat. Let's can he break out? Do anything this year? Um, if he can't, you're ready to move on next year. I mean, you've got a high draft class. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, unless you're looking to trade up in this draft class to go get a guy. Uh, whether that's the only guy that I could see them trying to trade up for is Zach Wilson. Right. Um. Maybe they they maybe if Justin Fields falls to them, they they go with him. But um. Yeah. I, I just think that Denver. With with the situation that they're in, if they're not getting Deshaun Watson, cut your losses and move on. <laughs> right. Um. Now, huge name. Everybody knows him. He's uh the head of the Legion of Boom. Thirty three years of age. <laughs> Richard Sherman. Uh, after a, a really, I would say a, a a really good run with with San Francisco. Uh, obviously they they made it to the Super Bowl uh, a year ago or two mm-hmm. years ago at this point now, and ran into a, a buzzsaw of uh, <laughs> of Kansas City and wasn't able to get the ring, but uh, they, they've been in contention. They've been a team that's been up and coming, a young team, uh, and once they got Jimmy Garoppolo, things changed for them. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Richard Sherman? Do you think that he is going to – where do you think he's going to fit in this uh, well, free agency? he's going to command. I mean, he's going to be one of the top 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 free agents that they're going to – most teams are going to be seeking. Um, this came off a nearly, you know, nine and a half million dollar contract. 
So about 10, 11 million teams are going to be willing to pay that for his services. Now, he came off an injury last year, so he only played in five games, but the entire the entire team was hurt last year. They had some sort of a curse going on over there. It, yeah, it, it was really between them and Dallas. I mean, man. It was, and they still almost made the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there is a, definitely a, a buzz in the market for Richard Sherman, and there's going to be a lot of suitors who are going to be looking for this guy because everybody's looking for his leadership mm-hmm. definitely looking for his you know um his the pressure that he can put up on some of these some of these um you know some of these up and coming you know talented you know receivers not necessarily you know the, the burners of the other of the leagues not gonna necessarily put them on them but yeah um he but i mean the, the, what he commands just from from um and just just in the secondary man it's it's he still is performing at the optimal level so mm-hmm. i you know I definitely don't see this guy all of a sudden when the smoke clears, Richard Sherman is still sitting there. You know, yeah. Trying to find trying to find a place and a spot on somebody's roster. Okay. Um and after that, I mean, I've got guys on this list, uh, uh Josh Norman. Uh what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on him? He goes to Buffalo. They had a fantastic year. Uh defensively they played well. Um so I think that um at the end of the day um, not that Josh Norman was a huge. I mean, he, his biggest moment this year was getting tossed around by Derrick Henry, <laughs> like a child. <laughs> um, so right. where where do you think he his value is, and where do you think that he might? Uh, does he end up anywhere? Does he call it a career? Um, what where do you think he's at? Um, if it's the right situation, it, it maybe. Um, he I could see him possibly running it back with Buffalo. That's what I would do. I <laughs> probably his best situation, but I can also if he if he ended up somewhere like man, you've seen him over there at the Saints, or you've seen him in Green Bay or Tampa Bay. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, just I'd be shocked if it was the Saints. The Saints have a lot of, they have a horrible cap situation that I don't know if you you'd be willing to spend the money on but a if Josh Norman for a discount just to try to win. Even for that, I, I just would say you got you've already got a Mar- an older guy like Marshawn Lattimore on your team. I, I just yep, I, I'm not gonna spend <laughs> I'm not gonna spend money in that that area right. right now. I'd probably look at solidifying the offensive line. Figure got to figure out what but, the hell uh, Drew Brees is gonna do. But even taking yeah, I was gonna say, but you take the model, you know, the whole speculation with the uh, Russell Wilson situation. Yeah, they already know even for that to work. They would have to move so many pieces around, and mm-hmm. so same difference. I I just don't want to rule out New, yeah. New New Orleans to say, well, their hands are tired. They can't do anything. They just gotta have to sit on their hands. You know, no, it's not not necessarily. You know, it's possibly just based on wherever if he if he resigns anywhere, even Buffalo included. I just think it's just gonna be on a, a discount, and it's really gonna be like a one year. Let's just go for it all. You know, if he had if he had a multi year deal from anywhere, I'll be shocked. I just think his I think it's winding up and I mean he had a had a decent season, you know. Um but yeah, I just I think he may try to run it back one more time with Buffalo. Okay. I think that's his best situation. I, I think that he still has at least a year to offer something to any team and I think Buffalo, you're already in that you're already in that uh system. Mm-hmm. You already know the language, you already know the tendencies of your teammates and and whatnot and if you can come in and, and spell a guy on a down or two just to come in, get let him go get some air, let him go get a drink of water, you come in, you can hold your own, 
come mm-hmm. and then have the other guy come back in. That that's a the perfect situation for him. Um obviously uh <laughs> like I said the talk of Josh Norman is that that toss that Derrick Henry had on him. So um I don't think he's washed. I just think that he he's he's got to take a step back and realize that he's not a shut down man to man quarter anymore. Um and if you take that discount you can you can stay on a team that's going to be a, a a really good contender moving forward here. Um, so uh, another not huge name, but a, a, a guy that of recent years has definitely uh, made it into the limelight. Uh, New England's cornerback Jason McCourty. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on him? I know that they had to they had a really rough season uh, out in New England. Um, Hard to evaluate considering COVID, the opt outs, injuries, mm-hmm. the the season. <laughs> possible I could see possibly things, you know, players wanting to leave, you know, just based on how everything played out. Yeah. Let's see the market. Let's see what's out there. I think, you know, and and definitely down at this end, you mm-hmm. know, this tier of players. Um, I think they're gonna just weigh out all the options, and you know, if if New England is still on that list, I'm I'm sure resigning may be maybe third, fourth, the last option. But yeah, I, I can see them just looking to see, let's see what opportunities are elsewhere because let's let's come on, the ship has passed in New England. There's they're not in position to win anything anytime soon. So yeah, you're just going back unless you're just comfortable. You like Boston, you know, my home's there. <laughs> that's where the kids and I know yeah. you understand all of that, but I don't know if that's what his situation is. So it would be in that kind of scenario as to why he would probably choose New England first, you know, yeah. or, you know, but I could just see, you know, he'll be, he'll be moving on looking for a better situation somewhere else. Okay. Um, really the only other person, I mean, I got a ton of names on this list, but hmm. the only other, this is because this, um, we can conclude it with one more, and then we can just move on to the next position. Well, the biggest. Oh, uh, this is. I don't have anything for the specialist or anything like that. I was gonna oh, go it, off oh, of your list on that. No, uh, no, no. We're gonna. You know what? We could let's talk about a few of these names. Yeah. Like, since you're at the end of your list, and that's fine. Um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't sure where you were. Well, the own. big. Well, I got a ton of names left on here, but the biggest name left is uh, Keanu Neal. He's in an interesting situation. Uh, safety for Atlanta. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent, only 26 years old. Um, if you're a guy of his talent, mm-hmm. are you looking to stay in Atlanta or are you looking to move on? Uh, this is you said Ricardo Allen? No, Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the wrong guy. Um. Um, kind of similar to what I just said. I think he's going to, you know, weigh his options, you know, because it, okay, it's Atlanta. You know, <laughs> do you, are you trying to be the big thing in Atlanta? You know, I want, you know, I'm, you know, my goal is to be the best, you know, you know, the best, best, best second, best corner, best, you know, <laughs> you know, in 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 the um, in, you know, in Atlanta or in, in in Atlanta's history, or you know, trying to go for some kind of personal gain or goal. That's one thing, but. Market, you want to be competitive, you know, different situation. I mean, I guess it depends on uh, money to lifestyle balance, you yeah. know, type of, you know, scenario or, or equate, you know, kind of equation. It's like, okay, how much of that is balanced, you know, and if mm-hmm. it could be balanced in Atlanta, maybe this guy likes to party. That might be the. <laughs> 
you have to ask people why are people playing in Atlanta right now and see and okay with it. You know, Matt Obviously, Ryan's not saying anything right now. Yeah, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> <laughs> now. With that being said, I would say he's looking <laughs> elsewhere. You know, and again, Atlanta might be at the end of the list, not at the beginning. You know, it's just if all else fails, all things been exhausted. Okay, Atlanta, what are y'all offering? Yeah, kind of thing. I just Atlanta's not the destination spot right now uh-huh. for for playing. I think if, if you're looking to win, Atlanta's Atlanta's clearly going into a rebuild. I, and just, we're not talking about players that are looking for paydays per se. Yeah, you know, maybe most. You know, if I can get my most dollars out of this, if we're talking one million dollars, I don't know. I guess it depends on what the other team is. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's it's okay for one million dollars less. You can play in Atlanta over Tampa Bay. I'm going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. You know, I'm going to go get my keep ring. Keep the million. Yeah. You know, I'm good. You know. Once I go show out over here, I'll get another million <laughs> elsewhere. Right. You know, now it's in it's Carolina. Eh, for one million, I might, I might stay, you know, yeah. and keep my million because we're going to both be in the same boat at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. You know? No, I just think it's in. He's definitely. If I'm him, I'm thinking about about moving on. If I'm looking to try to go get a ring, there's definitely teams that are in a closer situation uh, and, and are in need of a of a safety. I, honestly, I would love to see Keanu Neal uh, go over to Chicago. Okay, we're first Chicago. Um, I mean, wording. Uh, for the, I mean, Chicago has a very solid defense overall. I think mm-hmm. if you're looking at it, at them, the biggest thing that they need is offensive linemen and defensive backs outside of getting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you're looking at Keanu Neal, if he's looking to go to a situation where you can kind of just plug and play, strong safety is a big need that they have. Tayshawn Gibson definitely didn't cut it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Jackson, he's at free safety. Have Eddie Jackson and Keanu Neal kind of holding down uh, the 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 cover two spots, the, the, those deep safety mm-hmm. positions. Uh, I like that situation, and and Keanu Neal can come up. He can still be a run stopper. He can still lay, lay a shoulder down on somebody. Uh, I think that twenty six years old, he he's gonna fit in real nicely in in that in that situation. Um, so that's just my thought. I I, I know. Uh, everybody's gonna say you're just a homer, <laughs> but I, I think that he would fit in really nicely in that defense if we can find the money um and obviously if we can find a, a quarterback and and if we do have a quarterback outside of Nick Foles well, he's only we're going to be able to make a run and he's only coming off man it's 2.6 million you know last season so mm-hmm. i mean it's possible i mean i i like his numbers he's he's, he's solid and I, I i can see him chicago definitely needs to you know fine tune their their defense if nothing else all right, so um, let's wrap it up. Let's talk about uh, just the, there's only two more guys on this list really to talk about. Um, over in Indianapolis, they've made a lot of moves. They've made the big trade with Carson Wentz. Uh, what are your thoughts on their situation? They've got two guys that are going to be uh, free agents this offseason. You've got Malik Hooker at the safety position, and then the big one, Xavier Rhodes, at the corner position. Uh, for me, Xavier Rhodes, he's to me even in his last few seasons with Minnesota he was obviously just could not keep up uh he was getting burned he was holding on just about every play he's a flag machine uh in my eyes uh so but 
he kind of was didn't cause too much buzz in in Indianapolis. Uh, where do you think he fits in? What, what are your thoughts on um, well, on what? Let's just start. What, is, what are your thoughts on his his last season? Last season, I I don't think he. I think he. If there's a way of saying you could be a game manager on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, he just he managed. He didn't mess it up, you know, type of thing. Um, he came out with 42 tackles. He had two interceptions. Yeah. Um, he didn't get really torched for a lot of plays. You know, he wasn't a, one on the, all on the highlight reels this year, and I think he had a, a, a solid season. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing from him, just possibly look, he's looking to play the nickel playing nickel and dime packages now mm-hmm. not necessarily need to be a starter anymore and that's fine i think i think there's still a market for him but you know utilizing him you know smart you you know you know putting them in certain packages and you know and bringing you know just not necessarily having them down there he's not at every down yeah. corner anymore um and and that's fine and it's just understanding who he is um i don't think i don't remember indianapolis overplaying him i mean he did play in all 16 games he you know, he managed to stay healthy and, and you know, um, 100, 902 snaps. You know, he just, he's, you know, he's, he, if he didn't show anything else, he showed durability last year. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I don't necessarily see Indianapolis necessarily bringing him back. They probably end up going in a different direction and maybe possibly keep, you know, taking a flyer on Malik Hooker, you know, even though he's the safety, but. And they just go and find another corner elsewhere. I mean, at the very least, I think Malik Hooker is going to get uh, franchise tagged. Um, he's only twenty five years old. To, there's no reason to let him him walk. Um, I just he those are the two guys on on the on Indianapolis's defense that are of major note on on the uh, defensive backside. Um, and then, yeah. So the only other person uh, I would bring up is Daniel Sorensen. Um, had a rough go of it in the Super Bowl. Um, everybody on that defensive side did. So did Brashad Breeland, but Kansas City, their situation with their defensive backs, really the only major def- def- defensive back that they have now is Tyron Matthew. So where do you think that Kansas City goes from here? Do they re-sign? Do they move on? Where, where do you they where do you find them? Have, they they have nearly eighteen to nineteen million dollars or nineteen point three million over the cap. Um, they got a lot of contracts. Yeah, I I don't see them bringing really none of these guys back. Breland, you know, the, the, um, Sorensen. I, I think they're all gone. Okay, to be honest with you, you know. And yeah. I, me and this, I you know, Chiefs fan. So I just don't <laughs> I don't see how they make the numbers work. Who would they get rid of just to keep these guys on, on you know on the active route to them? I think they're gonna go in a whole different direction with their secondary. You know. Yeah. They they. Not that the secondary was absolutely horrible. I mean, obviously, when you only lose three games in the season, uh, unfortunately, it being one of them being the Super Bowl, it's it's tough. But um, uh, I think these guys have value somewhere that giving somebody depth. But like you said, when you're over the cap situation as it stands right now, uh, with the projected cap going down, hmm. it's hard to justify bringing back a guy like Breland who just was getting gashed on almost every single play in the Super Bowl. Like that that's <laughs> that's the biggest stage. You can't get showed up like that. Um right. so uh not saying that Sorensen had that type of situation, but you're thirty one years old, you're a strong safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honestly we could bring you back on a on a cheap deal if we wanted to. We could make that money work somehow, but at the end of the day, l- let me be clear, when I say they're cutting salaries, I mean like even from the offensive side of the ball, which is, you know, the more bigger Yeah bigger names or whatever that Damian Williams is not necessarily slated to come back 
And when I found out he was only, you know, the guy was only earning two point something million dollars yeah. for a season. Wow, Damian Williams might be on the open market next. You know, it's yeah. just same difference for the defense. They, you know, they they have to cut where they need to cut. And yeah. when you got a class Edwards Hilaire and you had a Daryl Williams who plays serviceably, don't have room for you know they're gonna cut where they need to cut. And it's good offensive side as well as the defensive side of the ball. Where, yeah, it at the at the uh, Matthews, who else is left? You know, yeah. they they, yeah. So it's going to be interesting in Kansas City this in the off season cuz it's going to be a lot of addition by subtraction and yeah I'm they're going to be cutting salary and i think that their their major things that they need to take care of is offensive line depth as we saw mm-hmm. um and taking care of their defense and just bolstering that as much as they can so that it's not reliant 100% on Patrick Mahomes to be superman every single play every single down now with that in mind you do have to take into account Patrick Mahomes contract I think Patrick Mahomes now that his contract that huge contract that he signed Mm -hmm. is about to kick in he's gonna have to step up and he is gonna have to take on more of that role especially because now you can't go sign guys on the defensive side of the ball to go get you can't go make a big splash name like that anymore um and until we figure out what's happening with these tv rights deal and what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and how that's gonna that's gonna absolutely explode the salary cap there's going to be a huge boom as soon as that thing is officially in ink. Everybody is signed down for what the new TV rights position is going to be. Right. Um, there's going to be a huge influx of money and the in, in the salary cap is just going to take off uh, after that. So with that in mind, in these, what, what maybe one season, possibly two or three seasons uh, where we're going to be kind of cash strapped because of COVID, right. you're looking at a situation now where Man, it, it just looks like there's going to be a possibility where Patrick Mahomes is going to take a lot of heat if he can't not necessarily elevate his game, but if he can't elevate the guys around him to play better, to continue to make these runs in the playoffs. So I think that that's going to be an interesting kind of storyline to kind of look ahead at and kind of keep an eye on down the road is to see how the narrative may change on Patrick Mahomes depending on their performance and his performance and the guys around him. Uh, once the the these contracts start to come to a head, yeah, and, and case in point, like Eric Fisher, you know, offensive yeah. lineman, more likely they're gonna cut him, and that that's gonna clear like twelve million off their books. Yeah, so it's there. There's magic that you can do with the salary cap. They're, they they're gonna have a way to figure out how to uh make some money available to them. I mean, they they'd work some magic to be able to sign Tyreek Hill, uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes to huge deals. So right. they're they they can seemingly make money out of nothing. As the pendulum swung <laughs> one way, now it's swinging back the other way. Yeah. So here we are watching how they're going to fix this, you know, yeah. just to move forward. Because they, you know... It's the gotta, same thing we were talking about with the Rams a few years ago. They went huge into trying to make that Super Bowl run. They unfortunately didn't get the title. But right. now we're talking about, okay, how are they going to fix the salary cap situation that they have? And they okay. made the playoffs last year. They beat Seattle last year. They're they're in a really good position now. They got Matthew Stafford in even direction. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought thought it? The Rams. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that that will kind of wrap up what we have here uh, for today. Um, 
I think down the line, what we're looking at, I mean, just kind of looking at the NFL offseason schedule, like I said earlier, we are in the franchise and transition tag window as it stands. Uh, By the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll uh, be over. It'll probably get this out on the 10th. Um, So that's that. And then from there, on the 15th of March, we will begin that legal tampering window where you can start talking to free agents and uh, if probably more official, uh, closer to guys signing their contracts. New league year kicks off on the 17th, uh, and that's when free agency technically opens, and that's when uh, all these guys can start signing on the dotted line there. And then in April, we're looking at uh, kind of those off-season workout, those mini camps starting to open up for the new head coaches on uh, April 5th. And then April 19th, that opens up for the entire league. And then on the 29th and through May 1st, we have the NFL draft. So we got a lot of huge things to look forward to on this schedule over the next month, month and a half, two months here. So, nice. I mean, there's going to be a lot a lot of stuff in store. Just come back, definitely listen in. Uh, we are going to have some good uh, content coming out. Um, on top of that, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, we are on – Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, as you guys have already heard us on all of those things, bevy of different other platforms. Plus, now, if it's easier for you, you can also listen to us on YouTube. Uh, we are uh, at youtube.com slash the square, I believe is just it, the square podcast. So you can find us there and we can uh, definitely uh, you just continue to just grow uh, and share, like, rate, subscribe, whatever you guys got to do. Uh, but Hey, we want to grow. We want to get more people listening because we, we want to have in-depth conversations, not only between the two Curtises here, but with the fans as well. Yes. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. Um, yeah, you guys, uh, thank you guys for joining and listening in. And you guys have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>